Welcome to the Xi Omega Chapter Centennial Podcast Series. Xi Omega, a century of sisterhood and service. I am Raven L. Hill, president of Xi Omega Chapter, the first and largest graduate chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated in Washington, D.C. For 100 years, Xi Omega has led with exceptional sisterhood and exemplary service. Two Alpha Kappa Alpha founders were among the 20 visionaries who chartered our chapter in 1923. Through the years, Xi Omega has been home to several AKA founders, three AKA international presidents, and six North Atlantic regional directors. From our original 20 charter members to now almost 700 members, we are committed to continuing our legacy of sisterhood, scholarship, and service in line with our mission to meet the needs of a dynamic and ever-changing world. Join us as we travel through the decades, exploring Xi Omega's growth and service legacy in our nation's capital and the global community. Each episode will showcase Xi Omega's contributions through narration, conversations, and interviews with our illustrious chapter members against the backdrop of the culture, politics, and music that encompass the African-American experience of those times. So we ask that you sit back, relax, and enjoy as we bring you Xi Omega, a century of sisterhood and service. Welcome to the 1990s. Nelson Mandela, leader of the movement to end South African apartheid, is released from prison after 27 years. In 1993, Mandela wins the Nobel Peace Prize, and on May 10, 1994, he becomes South Africa's first black president. The Soviet Union is disintegrating, evolving into several independent countries and the Russian Federation. The United States leads a coalition force of 35 nations in the Gulf War to liberate Kuwait after an invasion by Iraq under the leadership of Saddam Hussein. In the U.S., the HIV-AIDS epidemic persists, disproportionately affecting the African-American community. In 1991, Magic Johnson, a well-known NBA player, announces to the world he has contracted the HIV virus, putting a very public face on a devastating disease. In 1991, the videotaped beating of Rodney King by Los Angeles Police Department officers and subsequent riots triggered by the acquittal of those officers rocked L.A. and the nation. The acquittals pain the black community and bring to the forefront concerns about police brutality and racism throughout America. In 1997, the O.J. Simpson murder trial is another incident that impacts the nation. Simpson's acquittal of the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman splits the country. This is one of the first high-profile court cases to be televised. 150 million viewers, 57% of America, are watching when the verdict is given. In 1998, Bill Clinton, the 42nd President of the United States and the first baby boomer president, is impeached by the United States House of Representatives for high crimes and misdemeanors, following his affair with a White House intern. 
The Senate, however, finds him not guilty on both articles of impeachment. President Clinton serves two terms and, through his leadership, balances the United States budget. In the 1990s, hip-hop is more focused on societal ills, such as community violence, the war on drugs, and the destructive effects of drugs on America's cities. Hip-hop music, now a part of the mainstream, addresses many of the issues that plague black America by delivering powerful messages that many in the African-American community yearn to hear. Hip-hop artists of note during the 1990s were Public Enemy, Heavy D, The Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, and many more. In the 1990s, the country is awash with new and innovative technologies. In 1991, the Internet becomes available for public use. The once popular search engine, Ask Jeeves, debuts in 1996, followed by Google in 1998. The Nokia 1011 is the first mobile phone produced for mass consumption and could hold up to 99 phone numbers, a huge number at that time. Sharon Pratt-Kelly, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, is elected mayor of the District of Columbia, serving from 1991 to 1995. She is the first black woman to lead a major urban U.S. city. Xi Omega chapter member Florence Pendleton, a staunch civil rights activist, is elected in 1990 to serve as a shadow senator to advocate for D.C. statehood. The 1991 opening of Washington, D.C.'s U Street Metro Station stokes interest in a neighborhood that had once been a hub of black entertainment but was slow to recover from the 1968 riots. The opening of the U Street station starts a renaissance in the area. Gentrification soon follows. We have tried, now we made it to AKA. During the 1990s, Xi Omega members engage in a comprehensive approach to support the community. Several initiatives focus on the black family through education and health care. Xi Omega organizes and hosts a Family Day Fair at Roosevelt High School for students and parents. The chapter provides health information, screenings, college and career assistance. Xi Omega joins forces with the D.C. government by partnering with the mayor's immunization campaign to register, educate, and vaccinate preschoolers. Xi Omega members get training from the American Red Cross on ways to help inform the African-American community about HIV-AIDS. The American Red Cross National Capital Region recognizes Xi Omega with its 1997 Program Award and highlights the chapter's efforts in staff training, panel, and program presentations. Focusing on the Xi Omega Center as an anchor to support the community, the chapter's outreach includes assisting the hungry and homeless. Chapter members gather at the center to collect and package food for delivery to Martha's Table, 
a local organization dedicated to increasing access to healthy meals. In the 1990s, Zy Omega members recognized Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service by delivering meals to the homebound and providing food and clothing for residents in need. Zy Omega also focuses on the future of young people by growing their math and science skills through the Partnerships in Mathematics and Science program, a focus of Alpha Kappa Alpha internationally. Chapter members hold summer camps for 50 students in grades 5 and 6. The camp provides hands-on activities, field trips, and guest speakers. The daily instructional program also includes reading, arts and crafts, and recreational activities. Through observation, investigation, experimentation, and discussion, the young campers connect abstract concepts to the real world. The chapter opens the Xi Omega Center to the public and goes out into the community to provide a wide array of services. Xi Omega members appreciate the gift of education that is the hallmark of Alpha Kappa Alpha women throughout the world. At the end of the 1990s, Xi Omega Chapter establishes the Dr. Marjorie Holloman Parker Academic Award to celebrate her 85th birthday. The award is a tribute to her living legacy, not only within AKA, but also in Washington, D.C., throughout the United States, and internationally. Dr. Parker was the 16th president of Xi Omega Chapter, the 15th international president of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and an Alpha Kappa Alpha historian. She served on the Washington, D.C. City Council and the Board of Trustees of the University of the District of Columbia. The significance of the Marjorie Holloman Parker Academic Award is that it is given annually to AKA undergraduate scholars at Howard University, the University of the District of Columbia, and American University. These are the three undergraduate chapters that Xi Omega Chapter supervises and mentors. Dr. C. Edith Booker was a former North Atlantic Regional Director and 29th Xi Omega Chapter President. She talked with Xi Omega members Lakeisha Mays and Ashley Lawrence about one of the successful programs of the 1990s and how the young ladies from the community benefited. What a debutante cotillion does it takes young ladies and introduces them to the community. We felt that this was just an opportunity to work with some young ladies, to provide a lot of activities for them, some etiquette training, all types of things to, to help shape, shape them as they were then uh, leaving high school and going on to college. Uh, and of course, not only the young ladies, but their escorts, because we had activities for them, and then after their families. So it was a way to to work with young women, and not only the women themselves, but their families. Dr. Booker took a special interest in the chapter's relationships with the three undergraduate chapters Xi Omega supports. We needed to do more to support them. So we wanted to increase the relationships, the communication, uh, the financial support. Uh, and so 
we had uh, a committee that would come up with uh, a year of program activities for them. Um, we would look to provide them provide mentors because we felt that that was a way in which they could see how a graduate chapter functions. Dr. Booker discusses the creative ways Ziomega closed the multi-generational age gaps between older and younger members of the organization and the many benefits of doing so. Who we are is our sisterhood. Service is what we do. And so if you don't have the sisterhood, you don't have the service. And so I just felt, um, with us being a large chapter, I had always been told that, oh, Zalmega is so big and the members are so old and young sores can't find their niche in there and blah, blah, blah. So I just took that to heart to say that, no, we've got to change that. And so I just felt that I needed to do something or we needed to do something as a chapter to, be, to allow more sores to be engaged, to feel that that was the right place for them. Uh, that they feel comfortable. And of course, when you have an organization that is as diverse as we are, then it has its challenges. So when you have an, a 19 or 20 year old and you're trying to come up with however how to make that young lady comfortable in that environment, and then you have those that are 90, <laughs> 95 or what have you. And so then you have to figure out a way to make each of them feel comfortable and find that they have a place in the, in the chapter. So that was my struggle and that was my challenge, but I felt that if I could get to our younger sores as they came in and to, to assign them to committees, uh, to get them involved, and then to try to have activities that would appeal to both. Not always being able to do that, uh, but just felt that that was important. So once again, the sisterhood of who we are wasn't gonna be successful if the chapter didn't have the kind of environment that would enable them to be feel a part of it. Former North Atlantic Regional Director and Zy Omega's 29th President, Dr. C. Edith Booker. The following women served as Zy Omega presidents during the 1990s. Dr. C. Edith Booker, 29th President, served from 1990 to 1993. During her presidency, the chapter focused on education, health, and the black family. Dr. Booker later became a member of the board of directors of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated as North Atlantic Regional Director. Dr. Amy A. Jones, 30th president, served from 1994 to 1997. Under her leadership, the Partnerships in Mathematics and Science program flourished. Students in grades 5 and 6 spent several weeks in the summer participating in hands-on instruction and field trips. Xi Omega won an award for this outstanding program. Vivian L. Smith, the 31st president, served her first term from 1998 to 1999. Xi Omega's outreach efforts were very important to her. It was pivotal to her to bring the community into the Ziomega Center and to make them feel that it was their center too. A century of sisterhood and service. The decade of the 1990s is brought to you by Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Ziomega Chapter. Executive producer, Ayana Roche. Director of Research, Bonnie Jones Moon. Content producers, 
Ashley Lawrence and Lakeisha Mays. Podcast Editorial Board, Nadine Eads, Labdina Orr, Cheryl Parker, Etta Williams. Copy Editors, Sharon Anderson, Danielle Barrett. Podcast theme by Paul Bailey with the Howard University Jazz Ensemble under the direction of Fred Irby III. Technical production, Ashley Donald. I'm Diane Johnson. This is Zion Mega President Raven L. Hill again to thank you for listening to this month's episode of the Zion Mega Centennial Podcast, A Century of Sisterhood and Service. We hope you found it informative as well as entertaining and that you will recommend it to your family and friends. We have dedicated a great deal of time to ensure that our centennial events are thought-provoking and interesting, and we hope you will have an opportunity to see some of the activities we have planned. To stay up to date with our calendar of events, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and online at akaxo.org. Don't forget to join us for next month's podcast episode on the 23rd as we continue our centennial journey from 1923 to 2023.